The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, brought to you by Narcanon Suncoast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. My name is Joni Siegel, and I will be your hostess or host for today's episode. This is episode number 122. And today we have an interview with a gentleman named Dan Zito. Dan Zito retired as a lieutenant from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office in 2016, where he commanded the Narcotics Division comprised of the Pinellas Initiative with the Central Florida High Intensity Drug Trafficking Areas, Strategic Interdiction, Tactical Diversion, and Technical Operations, and 50 Detectives. On a national level, he provides impactful narcotic trainings and drug trend awareness to law enforcement, corrections, probation and parole, regulatory investigators, healthcare practitioners, veterinary schools, community groups, anti-drug coalitions, and much, much more. Today, Dan is going to talk to us about vaping, which you may think is a relatively harmless thing that is a new trend in our society, but this is a podcast you need to hear. So Dan, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I read a little bit about what you talk about, and of course, I met you at the 7th Annual Drug Prevention Summit over in Tampa, and I think that what you're going to talk to us about is extremely relevant. But but let me ask you, how did you get started on this whole area of vaping? How did how did it even come up for you? Well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk about vaping and the issues concerning it. How I became involved is that I was with the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office as a lieutenant uh, working with NOPE of Pinellas, it's Narcotics Overdose Prevention and Education. And we were going into the middle and the high schools, uh, universities, community groups concerning of um, church organizations and, and other uh, community groups to talk about uh, prevention and uh, substance abuse awareness. And a few years ago, when the vaping issue became uh, an increased problem in Pinellas County, uh, we addressed that trend and added it to uh, our presentation, uh, mainly for the parent side of it to educate them on what to be aware of. And from there, it's kind of taken up a life, life of its own and uh, has become just so much information to share uh, with our, um, our community, our community leaders, and uh, everyone just to kind of make them aware of what's going on. Okay. Now, Dan, when I first heard about electronic cigarettes, I mean, I have uh, a good friend who's a smoker, and she uh, started using electronic cigarettes in an effort to get off of regular cigarettes, which I think she's pretty much done. And I know others that have done that. I remember thinking, oh, okay, well, this seems like some kind of a decent alternative to cigarettes. So how did... Like red flags obviously were raised about the whole subject of vaping. How did that come about? Well, I think what it really did is it hit the forefront um, when children began using this as a means to um, ingest uh, nicotine products and I'm sure other things as well. And it just literally has exploded, uh, not just in our county, but throughout the state and nationwide. And, uh, 
it's a it's a huge concern um, for parents, for law enforcement, for educators, uh, just to bring awareness to, to this problem. Interesting, and I am assuming that parents, um, for the most part, don't equate the perils of using e-cigarettes with actual smoking. Is that pretty you're much what you correct. find? Yeah, you're, you're correct on that. Um, and, and there's a lot of discussion um, and, and a lot of misconception about, well, it's, it's the vaping side of it, the electronic cigarette um, technology of it, um, and, and the application of these devices is a lot safer than traditional smoking. Um, we're, we're not going to talk about, you know, which is safer, which is not safer. We're going to talk about actually the vaping products, uh, how problematic they are uh, as far as towards your health and the, uh, the safety risk of these items of potentially uh, igniting, catching on fire, exploding and so forth. And, and there's been numerous incidents of these type of safety problems that um, have come to the forefront that bring, again, you know, concern to the health side and the, and the safety part of it. Right. Well, and it's kind of like you could say, let's say, which is better, cigarettes or uh, vaping? You could also say, so which would you rather have your child addicted to, opioids or crack cocaine? Correct. You're trying to pick a lesser of the two evils. Exactly. And to me, your, your health is your health. And um, it, without your health, you have nothing in life. If you can't go from um, your home to your car or out to your mailbox or or, or just to walk down the street um, because your health is at risk, you're at a huge problem in your life. Um, and again, um, we just want to bring awareness to, to the fact that, you know, it's, it's a, a new trend that has caught on so much with not just the adults, but with our adolescents out there. And uh, socially it's accepted. Uh, you're not cool unless you vape. And, and now you could use these devices um, for other things as well, because they're referred to as, you know, officially as electronic nicotine delivery systems, ENDS, all caps letters, an acronym for these devices. But so many uh, coalition members and myself included are under the impression that these are just delivery systems that you could use them to, to basically vape any type of substance, not just uh, nicotine, high concentrations of nicotine, but THC. Um, you could do all other things, anything you want to try to put in these devices are all up in the air and, and, and individuals are experimenting with these, these products. And it's, it's at alarming rate that we're, we get more information and the science really hasn't caught up to the health side of it. It is just now starting more information has come into light, but it, but it is concerning, uh, concerning as, as a parent, uh, as a former law enforcement officer, as a community leader as an educator that, again, we just want to make f folks aware that what they're doing could be problem for them, not just tomorrow, but down the road. Right. Dan, you mentioned the word coalition. What coalition are you referring to? Um, I'm part of several different coalitions here in Pinellas County. Um, they're free coalition, um, also with Operation PAR and um, NOPE, Narcotics Overdose Prevention and Education of Pinellas County. Okay. So I've been involved locally um, in my own county for because I have a passion um, for drug awareness programs and to decreasing um, substance abuse 
Right. Okay, fair enough. When when we talk about the nicotine concentration in uh, e-cigarettes or ends, if you will, is it higher than what you just get in a regular cigarette? Absolutely. You're ingesting high concentrations of nicotine. Um, and the examples I can give you, and this is all available on, on the Internet and also, also through some reliable sites through the CDC and FDA, that the concentrations, um, one of these um, devices, Phil, equates to like a full pack of cigarettes when you were to smoke the full pack of cigarettes. Wow. And when we're talking about equals to nicotine. And then because of all the flavors that now are available and how you could cover or at least uh, have a sweetness taste uh, while you're vaping, that you could go through many refills of your device as, or if it's such as a Juul, many different pods uh, within a, a daily use. So now you've just theoretically uh, smoked several packs of cigarette uh, all within a day's time. So that is an alarming because nicotine is an addictive substance. Um, for adolescents, it's not good for them because their brains are still developing until they get to age 25. And, and you're introducing a substance uh, into their body, into their brain for brain development, which could be problematic as they get older in life. Right. And I looked at one of the links that you sent. And, you know, I'm just going to say this, we're going to talk more, but I'm just going to say this for anybody listening. If you don't want to believe me, and you don't want to believe my co-host, Jason. And if you even don't want to believe Dan Zito that's on the podcast today, I went to the CDC website and it says, and I quote, the use of e-cigarettes is unsafe for kids, teens, and young adults. It's the CDC. It's not me. It's not Dan. It's right there on their website. It, that's, it says it right there. It's unsafe. And, uh, you know, again, we're trying to direct folks or to the, from the public to these resources and whether they want to believe it. And that's the whole thing is we're trying to convince uh, now a culture that is so set on, on their belief that <laughs> vaping products are safer than cigarettes, that there's, there's nothing harmful to it, that you're just vaping water. And, uh, but again, not knowing all their factual information is, is, is to them you know, at the service because they're subjecting their health to, you know, down the road effects and, and issues that they may have. Right. And truthfully, e-cigarettes have not been around long enough to really know what the long-term effects are, correct? Correct. And if you go back years ago when um, cigarettes were first introduced, they were uh, in your face as far as advertisements and you weren't cool if you didn't smoke and, and you know, and the tobacco industry represented themselves as being that you know an alternative way of socializing with others and and being healthy well we know now years later that uh, it's carcinogenics that were involved causing cancer and other major health concerns and and like you just pointed out the vaping side has only been around for a few years so right. just because we don't have all that information lessons learned we we, sh we should know better and yeah. um Slow, slow the process down and, and get the information more. But regardless, you know, we're not passing judgment on what adults would want to do, and it's their business. I'm not going to take that away from them. But we're talking about kids, adolescents. We're talking teenagers. Right. Um, I think we all can agree 
that we don't want them doing anything harmful that can subject their health. Exactly. Exactly. So how many, I mean, just going back to what you were saying, I mean, smoking was around for, I would say, probably close to 100 years before anybody ever had a clue that it could possibly possibly cause lung cancer. So, you know, this this whole e this whole vaping and ends trend is so baby, but you know, I've said this before in terms of other drugs, it's like do you really want to play Russian roulette with your health? Do you really want to do something that potentially down the line could have such detrimental effects, not only on your health, but, and we're talking, you're right, we're talking here with your kids. I mean, nobody, I don't think any parent listening to this podcast is going to say that they want their 12-year-old son or daughter to start smoking. So why would it be okay for your 12-year-old son or daughter to vape? And and that's the issue. Um, I think, if anything, if we become more informed we can share that information with our family, with our loved ones, with our friends, and just get the information out there so people will be informed. Um, nobody wants uh, a young child or even a young adult to enter into a risky uh, business here of, of anything, and, and we want to bring awareness to, to the issue. Exactly. Dan, what other drugs have you or you know your law enforcement acquaintances found um, showing up in these e-cigs or ends? Well, in addition to the high concentrations of nicotine, uh, there is the uh, THC, which comes from the Delta 9, talking cannabis, marijuana. Right. And then there's um, alcohol products that when you buy these devices, regardless if it's a a throwaway one-time use or if it's a refillable device, these um, e-liquids contain alcohol and all kinds of other substances to include uh, synthetic products uh, that are not for human consumption. And uh, the, the, the regulation on trying to, to prevent these things from being out there in any type of convenience store, uh, an adult novelty business, or even online, uh, is really hard to regulate. And, and the FDA is trying to move forward and, and bring more awareness to the problem, and they're warning retailers on what they shouldn't be doing and as well as the manufacturers but this has been a very slow growing process and because of the way vaping devices have exploded literally over the last couple of years it's become an increasingly concern uh, especially when school starts up that kids will bring these devices to school and because they're easy to hide and easy to use and they're and they're flavorable and again they're socially accepted you're not cool unless you're part of this group here so to me um, as an educator and as a parent, we, we can share with them, you know, what is actually involved with these products and try to be, you know, real with them and share right. with them to the fact that there are harmful ingredients that, you know, they are, even though the, the body will slow down eventually from growing, the brain is still maturing because of the development of the brain until they get to age 25 where, you know, this affects maturity, decision-making and judgment. And if you introduce any substance, um, prior to that age, as they're growing up, you're you're changing the way that brain is supposed to be developing. Where, if you don't have these these characteristics as you get older in life, you you need that to be successful, uh, to be, have a job and a relationship, 
or just be a part of the community. And it's not to say that you're going to turn into anything less by vaping, but there is a probability that you are subjecting your health uh, over doing these type of products. And why would you want to take that risk? You know? Exactly. Why would you want to take that risk? And uh, again, if you don't have your health, and I can't stress that enough. It's just like, you know, when we talk to the public about if, if they can't get out of their chairs while they're li- listening to these presentations or walking to the door without being assisted, and that may seem extreme for the most part, but that's that's the example I'm giving them. And if they can't breathe normally, if, if they're trying to catch their, their breath because they can't, their lungs won't work like they were supposed to, you know, you're, you're given all these gifts in life as, as, as you're growing up. And there may not be a, a redo afterwards or, or get a second chance if you do things to your body that subject your health. Right. Right. Dan, the companies uh, primarily that manufacture and sell these e-cigarettes, are they the same companies as tobacco companies, or are they in competition with tobacco companies? Well, it's interesting you should mention that, that now tobacco companies have purchased or or are involved with a lot of these vaping companies, um, Mm. these manufacturers that make these vaping products and and own a good percentage uh, of these uh, businesses. So, Yes, they're involved again, and because we're talking a multi-million, if not multi-billion industry in itself, and uh, originally it was, you know, e-cigarettes were created for the purpose of helping people to to curb their tobacco appetite, to, to wean them off smoking, you know, and exactly. eventually where they could quit, and this has been the total opposite, and I'm sure it does, it has helped a certain individuals out there for that intended purpose. Uh, but for the most part, it has added just another means to um, ingest nicotine at high levels. And, and from there on out, everything else that's available. Right, because the impression or kind of the sales pitch, if you will, is that this is a safe alternative to cigarettes, which, of course, as we're talking about, is not the case. Correct. Just a reminder that you are listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For further information on the podcast, you can go to our website, theaddictionpodcast.com, or you can find us on our Facebook page by the same name, or you can call us at 727-314-7080, or you can email us to the addiction podcast at yahoo.com. For further information on Narcan on Suncoast, call 1 339 3324. That's 1 339 3324. Do you have a loved one struggling with drug addiction and you've tried everything to help them and failed? Bobby Newman. A certified drug counselor with 30 years experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 1-866-989-4499 today and say podcast and get a 10% discount. Or go to newmaninterventions.com and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. That's Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N, 
interventions, I-N-T-E-R-V-E-N-T-I-O-N-S dot com and use the word podcast. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby. Dan, one of the biggest concerns with smoking is secondary inhalation of smoke, like those who are around it. And I know that a lot of the people that I know that have turned to e-cigarettes is because they're in an environment where they just flat out can't smoke. Is there any type, it, that doesn't exist really with e-cigarettes, does it? Well, again, it's, it's the science hasn't caught up with the, <sighs> yes. the side of it to tell us if that's going to be harmful or not. But here, here's the concern, and, and common sense will kind of prevail on this regardless, and it could be argument of either way. Um, you're ingesting these products, um, and you're putting them into your lungs, which realistically, the only thing that should be pulled into your lungs is air, oxygen. Yep. And um, you're using these devices, and these devices have different chemicals, propylene glycol, um, vegetable, glycerin, um, different, and flavors, all different types of flavors. So you're getting high concentrations of nicotine. You're getting organic compounds that are in these products. You're getting some um, different types of particles, uh, anything from the uh, heavy metals to nickel and tin to, to lead. And then the flavoring in itself, you know, and the, the way these fla- flavors are put together, diacetyl is, is one of the chemicals that, you, that is used in a lot of these products. And it was originally used in popcorn as a flavoring. But again, that is ingested through your body in a different way and a different means. But you're now putting that into a um, hot vapor that you're inhaling into your lung system and then you're exhaling it out. So whatever is not staying in, in your lungs is being projected out a secondhand vaping uh, to whoever who may walk in front of you or be in that immediate area. So I see. Again, it, lessons learned. Have we not remembered or, or knew that in past history with smoking, that has been a huge problem with cancer and other health issues. And we're ignoring all of that. Yep. Yep. Interesting. And there's also, isn't there a concern with some of these uh, devices that they explode? That is the uh, the safety issue on it, and there's been more and more incidents on these devices suddenly exploding. Uh, because the, first of all, these these products are made in other countries. The quality control is probably a, at a bare minimum, and these devices, if you if you were to try to alter uh, some of them and change the coils on them, or even mess with the batteries, or have them plugged in too long for charging. Um, they can ignite, they can explode. Or if you go to take them apart and um, put them back together, not in the same way, or try to transport them in a certain way, that the battery could come in contact with the metal parts, and again, they could ignite. And that's been a problem for for a lot of injuries, severe injuries, uh, some deaths, as well as um, you can't bring these items or put them in your luggage to go underneath the belly of the plane while you're flying. Now you're able to go through TSA mm-hmm. for carry-ons and put it above you. But to me, that's the same problem that it doesn't matter if it's below in, in storage of the aircraft while you're 30,000 feet above, or it's above your head in the overhead compartment that if it does catch on fire, that's a problem. You can't just like say, Hey, let me off. I'm going to, I'm going to step off the plane <laughs> while you're in transit. Right. Um, it, 
and, and, and there's been a lot of information and you can find all this on YouTube and it's, it's extremely alarming as to what could happen. And we're not just talking a little smart. We're talking about major fires, major injuries and death associated to the unpredictability of these uh, devices exploding or igniting. Wow. Uh, curious, just random question, Dan, are any of these devices made in the U S or are they primarily made outside the U S? You know, I'm not sure I could answer that. Um, it's like anything else. These products are probably made at the best possible place for the, co- the most cost effective. So right. there's always been a thing outsourcing uh, products to be made in, in foreign countries seems to be the norm. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Stuff like this. Yeah. Dan, where do you, where do you talk about this? Where do you lecture about this? Well, it's presented um, when we do presentations for students at schools, okay. um, at parent nights, at, at uh, PTA meetings, town hall meetings, anti-drug coalition events. Uh, again, just to bringing awareness to, you know, when these things were first developed, what their intended purpose originally was for, how it's done the complete opposite, uh, the health risk of all these chemicals that you're basically ingesting into your precious lungs, and then just um, different... Um, stories about these devices catching on fire and exploding and and some of the the photographs are very graphic and uh, these people have been maimed the ones that were injured and of course there we had a death here in Pinellas County uh, not too long ago where the actual device exploded and then caught the person on fire oh my goodness and that happened um, back in May of uh, 2018 down in St. Petersburg when the fire department pulled up to the apartment complex or to the apartment originally thought it was just it was a fire and then we were able to get into the the building and, and extinguish the fire they found uh, a victim a decedent and uh further examination there appeared to be a head wound so the medical examiners ruled it that it was actually a uh, a vaping device that exploded while he was vaping oh. and the fragments the shard of the device entered his cranium and, uh, and killed him, and then, of course, ignited his body and the room, and about 80% of his body um, had been b- severely burned um, from that explosion. Wow. Boy, that's a good warning. If anybody needs another yeah. warning as to why you might not want exactly. to do this. <laughs> you yeah, know. And, and again, you know, this is, I'm not just making this up. I'm not trying to go out there and just have paranoia or, you know, trying to, tell people that they shouldn't do it. I'm, I'm just telling them that here's the risk and why you should consider not doing it because, you know, it, it, we're talking your health and the, the safety side of it, of these things, you know, exploding or catching fire uh, in your home uh, while you're in transit in your vehicle, um, while you're in an airplane or on the bus. And it, it has happened and it will happen again. Right. Well, and and here's here's the thing. I mean, even if you are being an alarmist, and even if I'm being an alarmist, and even if that's the case, this is why, and I'm looking at the CDC website, and folks, that's a government website, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And it says, bullet points right at the top, it says, because the question is, what's the bottom line on the risk of e-cigarettes for kids, teens, and young adults? And there's four bullet points. And the first one is, the use of e-cigarettes is unsafe for kids, teens, and young adults. 
The second one is most e-cigarettes contain nicotine. Nicotine is a highly is highly addictive and can harm adolescent brain development, which continues into the early to mid 20s. E-cigarettes can contain other harmful substances besides nicotine, and young people who use e-cigarettes may be more likely to smoke cigarettes in the future. Now, that point, maybe you could argue with me, but here's the CDC saying specifically it's unsafe for kids, teens, young adults to use e-cigarettes because of the high concentration of nicotine. Okay. So if you don't like me, if you don't like Dan, if you don't want to hear what we have to say, fair enough. But there's the CDC. That's the government who's saying it. So, you know, there it is. And you know what? And if you're a non-believer, what we're trying to convince you of, at least to be open-minded, uh, just go to the internet and type in um, vaping incidents or vaping devices explode. Uh, there's been some recent things this year. There was one in Georgia. The title is uh, Teen Undergoes CPR after vaping at a school uh, in May of 2019, he went into the bathroom and took a hit off a dab pen that was given to him by a friend. And within 20 minutes, he wasn't able to breathe. And it felt like someone was like standing on his chest and he felt his eyeballs were going to pop out of his head. And next thing you know, he was unconscious. And, and fortunately, it was a nurse that did CPR on him for several minutes before they were able to revive him. And uh, he survived the encounter, but he was very fortunate. What was and, in and it? Been what also what some caused other that? To these things exploding um, at airports, and we're talking this year, so it wasn't like something that happened many years ago in the past. Right, Dan. Was that just nicotine that he ingested, or was it something else? You know, the report didn't indicate that it was uh, anything more than nicotine. He believes wow. it was, um, according to the young man that almost died, that there was uh, THC or something else combined in that pen. Wow. But again, how do you know? Um, yeah. These, there's no quality control on any of these things. And, it's, you know, you, you buy them from a store, you get them through a friend or the Internet, and, and you're refilling them with different products. How do you know really what you're using until you, there is a problem like that? Yeah. Yeah. Have there been, have there been instances of people doing, like, you know, methamphetamines or crack cocaine or anything like that in these things? Just curious. Well, there is discussion on several blog sites. Um, locally, we're not aware that this has happened recently, uh, but there's been some discussion about uh, putting other things in there like methamphetamine because it's now it's another delivery system that allow you to vape uh, a substance like that. Uh, there's also some discussion about some of the synthetic drugs out there, but it's extremely dangerous uh, when you start mixing synthetics and uh, analogs, especially like a fentanyl analog, you know, it's extremely toxic. Uh, the analogs themselves are 10,000 times more potent than morphine. Ugh. So just in a minute amount, you think you're going to do something cool or different, and you, it, it may only be your one time ever that's your last mistake in life. And, you know, that. and again, you know, what people do with these devices goes far past the the intended purpose that this was supposed to help people quit smoking right, or to curb their tobacco appetite and uh, totally the opposite direction. Right. Dan, is there an age limit on buying these? Like you can't buy cigarettes unless you're over 18, right? That is correct. Yeah, 18 is the age limit. There is a uh, movement right now. There's an organization, uh, Tobacco 21, where many states now are taking a really hard look at their own tobacco laws because uh, at this time, 
most of the country is uh, age 18 to legally purchase a tobacco product, which would mean vape device, anything that contains nicotine. Okay. But some of the states, there's been a handful of states now that have raised the age limit from, from 18 to 21 uh, for the, the purposes of curbing the vaping problem and for to, the health issue concerning adolescence, because again, the brain is not fully developed to age 25. So they want to give a few more years um, for young people to not indulge in, in, in risky behavior that could be problematic for them. Right. Right. Dan, if, if there, okay, we're getting to the end here, but if there's one message you would like to put out to our listeners on the subject of vaping and kids, what would that be? I would say get informed. Um, look at a number of different sites on the website. If, if you're, if you're not at an event where someone's talking to you and showing you all this information, trying to explain it to you, at least do your own research. Uh, take a look online and, you know, stay away from from uh, businesses and um, blogs that people are talking about their experiences, unless their experiences are going to be to the fact that you can learn from those. It's not just about risky behavior and doing something just because it's cool. And, and to me, get educated. That's, that's the, the first step. To, to awareness out there to protecting your health. Right. And if someone had a group or an organization or even a company and they wanted you to come and speak, how do they contact you? Uh, they can just contact me through uh, my email at uh, dzito at natty, N-A-D-D-I.org. Um, and I'm more than willing to entertain requests to go out and share this information for the right purpose. Um, obviously, you know, it's like trying to reach different people in the state of Florida and also throughout the country. And I'm not the only one out there. There, there are several other presenters that are doing the same thing. And again, we're just trying to bring awareness to the fact that this is a, a risky behavior that could be problematic for down the road for your health. Right. Dan, what is NADI? N-A-D-D-I. What is that? Na- a National Association of Drug Diversion Investigators. Okay. And I primarily do it through them because they are a nonprofit that is out there to bring awareness to substance abuse and uh, prescription drugs and, and other harmful substances. And this falls right under their umbrella. And even though it started with uh, my only community here, Nope, of Pinellas, it's now taken on a life of its own where it's a separate presentation to go out about an hour and a half just to share with them you know, the history behind all this, you know, the, the hazards, and just give them some good information to consider. I think that's awesome. So anybody who's listening, if you have a church group or a community group or any type of group that you would like someone to come and talk about this, Dan's email is D, like David, Z, like zebra, S, like Sam, I, D, like David, O, at org. Did I do that right? You did that right. Thank you so much. Okay, good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Dan. I think this is a very, very important subject, and I think a lot of our listeners will want to get further information. So thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for your time. I look forward to further events, and uh, hopefully some people will reach out to me, and we'll go from there. Awesome. I hope that you all enjoyed that interview. I, you know, 
we really just want to impart information to you that you can use to, you know, either get someone into treatment if they need to, or prevent someone ever needing to get into treatment. And the whole point, if, if for those of you maybe who didn't hear the whole interview, is that we're not saying that as an adult, you shouldn't vape. I mean, that is your decision. But the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, has said that vaping is unsafe for kids, teens, and young adults. So if you have one of those in your house or, or under your care, a teen, a young adult, a kid, and they're vaping, you need to get the research and you need to get the information. And you can get it from the FDA, you can get it from the CDC, you can get it from an individual like we just had on the podcast, Dan Zito. So get the information and educate yourself. You know, another point here in Pinellas County, he was saying that he does a lot of talks to school resource officers. And uh, vaping devices are prohibited from school property. So if you have a, stu- a child who is a student in Pinellas County and they are vaping and they take their vaping device onto school property, they can actually be arrested. It's not a criminal offense, it's a civil offense, but it's illegal. It's also illegal for them to own it. You cannot buy a vaping device if you are under 18. So it's Guys, it's no better than cigarettes. I'm sorry. Um, and in fact, the concentration of nicotine is 20 times stronger. That it's, it's 20 packs of cigarette in one little thingy, little cartridge. So please do your research. Don't just take it from me. Take it from the government. Take it from experts. But vaping is not the be-all that everybody thinks it should be. Recently, a young woman reached out to us um, on our uh, our addiction podcast email, and she had written a song um, as part of her recovery. And we told her that we would play a clip of her song in our podcast. And so I'm going to play it for you now. Her name is Melanie Tolbert, and I will put the YouTube link to the full song in the show notes. So please enjoy Melanie Talbert. Who's gonna call you bluff? You're so tough. Baby, don't you hear the meter running like a cab? And baby, at the end of your life, who's gonna pay you the fare? Thank you for listening to the Addiction Podcast. Please give us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure and subscribe. We will talk to you next week. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, call 877-339-3324 or visit www.narcononsuncoast.org. Narconon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard.